Blog Talk Radio. Your calls during the second half of the broadcast. 
We have our guest during the first half. And the number to call in if you want a mini reading or you just want to talk about what we've talked about already on the show or you have your own experiences with crystals that you would like to share, the number to call is 714-816-4628. Be sure to press the number one on your dial pad because that literally raises your hand so I can find you on our magical switchboard. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guest, Holly Hallowell. Holly, hello, Mary. Hello, welcome to There's a Rock for That. It's so great for you to join us today. I am so thrilled, Mary, and I absolutely adore There's a Rock for That because, as I briefly explained in my book, the Anahata Code started out that way with um, the varietals of crystals, and there's, there wow. indeed is a rock for everything. And um, I always say there's a code for that because just as there are there are crystals for every circumstance, um, there are also codes for each crystal. Crystal, and so it's also interesting uh, that you brought up clear quartz because, as you know, the water bending rocks are Lumerian clear quartz crystals. And boy, just the synergies, you can't make it up. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that is just in sync. Yeah. It's so wild. (laughs) It's so wild. And folks, I I don't even know. It was one of those things where you reached out to me, I think, through LinkedIn. And there was just something immediate. And I couldn't even explain it. I mean, you had, you had a book. I'm like, okay, she has a book. I don't even know why, but I'm drawn to this person. I'm drawn to this person. There's something going on here. And I started reading your book, Light Memory, An Alchemist's Guide to Waterbending, and all those, you know, we like to call them synchronicities, <laughs> you know, after Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they just started happening right away. And I got your water bending rocks, and oh, we got to tell the people this story because I get them, and I, I just hadn't seen, you know, I've seen a lot of clear quartz and all kinds of varieties and carved and shaped and rough and tumbled and all of that, and I hadn't seen ones like yours, and they're these perfect little spheres. And I told you, oh my gosh, they're so precious; they look like pomegranate seeds. <laughs> and and then that led to this whole other thing. <laughs> so, you know, maybe to tell that story, maybe you can tell your story of this journey and how it started with you. And there's a connection to pomegranate seeds in here and also the Maria, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So I think I'll just jump in with the memory of Lemuria first. Um, and then we can, mm-hmm. you know, go further back. Um, so I, I had already been channeling assisting frequencies for seven, almost seven years when about a year and a half ago um, I was standing in my kitchen or about a year ago. Time, you know, as we're ascending, time is getting real funky. I don't know if you've been noticing. It is. <laughs> like, no, wait a minute. Totally. I thought it was still 2020 and it's 2022. <laughs> it's, so anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was in my kitchen making dinner, and, you know, I was relaxed. I wasn't really thinking about anything particular, really just focused in the now moment and just sort of doing my thing. And 
suddenly I have this vivid flashback of my lifetime as a Muin. And if you've ever had a, a lifetime fast, you don't have to get up to speed. It's like you remember all at once. And so there's essentially I remembered probably 10 hours worth of stuff in, in a matter of seconds. And I'm thinking, holy cow. <laughs> and what the vision was, was I was standing um, and scanning my bio needs. And we can get into this, but I was actually um, putting a pomegranate seed under my tongue. And I knew exactly what I was doing, mind you. It wasn't like, what am I doing? You know, it was a memory. And so I put the seed under my tongue and I was scanning in energy and information through the membrane of the pomegranate seed into the water of the seed. And then I was taking the seed out and putting it in a vessel of water. Now, I knew as well that that was then being fractalized out into the water molecules across the entire, you know, vessel. All the water in there was now vibrating at that resonance. Um, And I was like, incredible, I'm going to try that. And so I did, and I didn't really know what I was doing other than the memory, but profound things started happening, and I paired them with science about water, and boy, Water science in this decade is going to explode on the map. Masaru Emoto did some work um, showing how water can hold uh, energy and information, but we're going to take that, this, uh, I believe, in the next 10 years to a whole new level as we remember how to work with water. But in that memory, I also remember we were walking on water. We were um, basically uh, alchemists, and we were able to transform our matter the matter of our body into more of a light-based uh, being than, than par- carbon-based. And so we were able to work with the tension of water. The surface tension of water is incredible. And we literally could walk on water when we activated this vortex energy in our heart space and the photons sort of surrounded us in this light vehicle, if you will. And it was incredible. And I was like, oh, my gosh, water bending is real. And so, you know, this wow. is 17,000 years ago. We would also, um, we didn't eat a lot of uh, physical, like, um, you know, food per se. We, mm-hmm. we, lived, we lived on programmed water and also the energetics of nectar-based um, things, so fruits and flowers. Um, and we could just look at the flower or fruit, and a process would happen um, through our, our ancient wisdom, to be able to transfer the nutrients, sort of like photosynthesis when the sun hits things and it mm-hmm. gets, gets converted into energy, we were able to do that. And it was absolutely fascinating. And I just know that many people that I'm in contact with resonate with my work because they were also waterbenders. And so it's often mm. fun to hear people go, oh, my gosh, you know, I love Lumerian crystals, or I, I remember Lumeria, yeah. or I'm a Muin, or whatever. And it's sort of like this tribe that we're reawakening and remembering together. That's amazing. So people have been asking me all week, like, what is water bending? What does it do? How do you do that? You know, <laughs> all kinds of questions. <laughs> yeah. And I just... I've just been pointing them to your website, um, you know, like, you know, and your book, too. And, look, the um, the link that we want to give out to everybody is waterbendingrocks.com. Okay, everybody, waterbendingrocks.com, and you can kind of get with the program because you have a whole program ar- around this in which people can um, – 
participate on their own and kind of see what it brings to them. You give some really terrific, easy-to-follow instructions. I think you have a 30-day challenge, right, for waterbending? Yeah, you know, I have so many things going on. But, yeah, I I really like to simplify because I think in our day and age we get bombarded with so much information. If it becomes too complex, we we freeze up and we just don't move forward. We become overwhelmed. And so I like to – I love when people say, oh, my gosh, your book was so easy to read. I read it in two days or whatever because each chapter is, you know, a few pages, and then we go into the next thing, and it's it's very digestible. You can use it practically, and you can get your sacred mother well going and start using water-bending rocks to infuse – codes and or your bio needs into and even your imagination as the wish fulfilled i love that um you know into the water and then you begin to resonate on the same bandwidth as your desires that's how it essentially works when i when i say water bending i mean water is weird and we have ability uh, through our consciousness to instruct it and what happens is the water you are 99 percent water and so, you know, if you're not working with your bio water, you're missing out on 99% of your magnetism because it really is the subconscious. Uh, it's how you're magnetizing people, places, things to you. This is very much the law of attraction in action. And so when you can resonate um, on the same level as what you desire, as if it is so, the laws of the universe have no choice but to give it to you because you're already matched. And so I just adore, you know, helping people first uh, restructure their water. Most of the water we drink is dead. And um, just doing that alone, if you have no desire to scan in anything, um, you know, and you just want better water, uh, very, very simple process to bless your water. And you get increased energy, more restful sleep. Perhaps the most um, astonishing thing is, is you really begin to become less triggered about what's going on around mm. you, become becoming really just grounded in to the now moment and really just capable and, you know, confident. And, and um, it's almost like you're in a bliss bubble because, you know, the negative things around you, they still happen, but you just don't respond in the way, or you don't react, rather, in the way that you usually do. You, you become a conscious creator and you respond. And I think uh, it's time right now for us all to take back our power as sovereign beings and realize that we are creating the world through our response to it. And, um, you know, we are alchemists. Nothing is created or destroyed. It's all here. It's just how we want to mold that matter into being from the limitless ether into physicality. And I think that water is the bridge. Water is the missing element Mm -hmm. that we're ignoring, that we have ignored. Um, And as I said, I think there's going to be many scientific breakthroughs in the next decade um, that prove uh, just how special water is and what to do with it. To my knowledge, um, no one's really talking about what to do with it. Everyone's agreeing, wow, it's wild and weird, and it does this and that and the other. It's an anomaly, um, and it's so important to life, but we don't quite understand it. And, um, you know, I'm just very pleased that I had those memories, and I'm able to fill in, like, okay, but what do we do with that information? Right, and it's so important. And what I what really, <laughs> I think one of the things that really grabbed my attention and may grab a lot of people's attention when they look at your book and, and you know, put it kind of in context with maybe things that they have tried, is that you, you're really looking at this 
and the information that that you have to offer and the techniques and stuff is being something that can kind of, you know, turn the, I want to say, the law of attraction industry a little bit on its head. Everybody talks about manifestation, and there's been, you know, gosh, you know, we could say mm-hmm. this has been going on since what napoleon hill at least to some extent but you know when this book this when the secret the movie and then the book came out and then it's like this huge industry popped up around it and often i get calls from from people into the show who will be like struggling with that you know i'm I'm following all the Mm -hmm. steps i'm following all this that they gave me and and nothing's happening and i see everybody else manifesting but nothing's happening for me you know like we we literally get calls like that and so you think water is the missing link in manifestation right i do you know it's it's so true Uh, everyone talks about the law of attraction and just you know um, thinking, the thinking mental side of it. And um, what yeah. I'm doing is saying it's the feeling because, and the feeling is water. Water is emotion. And that's what it is. Right. So when you can get your, the water of your body on board with where you're headed, everything transforms. Yeah. It, it really is the missing link. Uh, and as you said, I, I really do think this is going to disrupt the entire manifestation industry because in the past it's just like, well, think it. And if you can't think it, you're out, you're out of luck, you know, and, and I do understand that there's no no in the universe. Um, and most of the people who struggle with the law of attraction, they're, they're finding themselves in that catch-22, which is you have to believe it before it appears because if you don't believe it, you're not a match. And so they're like, I, I'm doing everything right, but I don't see it. And what they're saying to the universe is don't show me because I'm not doing it right. So all of our, you know, it's, our total, it's the totality of our vibration, including the contradictory ones that are preventing us from being a match. I like to say, you know, if we zoom out past our identity and we become super conscious, that's when we can become a match to all things because we're no longer living in our identity. Who we see when we look in the mirror, uh, our bank accounts, our relationships, our, you know, this, that, and the other, that is basically uh, your identity. And if you can zoom out past that into the ether of all and realize that you are all things, you are you are spirit having a little experience in this little neck of, of your own fractal, <laughs> but you can actually pull through the wormholes of water, anything, because there is a wormhole at the center. This is not just me saying so. This is science. Um, they have found, you know, if you research Nassim Haramine and, and many others uh, with water, it's interesting. There is literally a wormhole at the center of every water molecule, and that wormhole connects to everything else. And so when you know this and you know that your body is emotion via its water, you can start getting all of you on board with all of you. Instead of just thinking and then going, where is it? You can bypass that and go straight into the subconscious patterning of you on a vibrational fullness, like on your total level. Uh, And boom, that's the missing link. It snaps into place. Um, I actually manifested uh, my soulmate um, 24 hours after I did a waterbending ceremony I call them I scanned in my soulmate and there he was and it's like holy cow and I mean just on and on there's too many oh, different things to to mention with that but that's my favorite one because it happened within 24 hours so yeah just wow. really really exciting um, to get this out there to people that may have been struggling in the past with manifestation yeah and there and there's a lot of them there's a lot of them and you know 
one thing I want to point out, because, you know, we we are uh, sponsored by the Tarot Guild here, and I'm vice president of the guild. And, guys, everybody, my tarot people out there listening to this, this is what floored me. In your book, there's this whole thing on the Queen of Pentacles. And <laughs> I wanted to share, that blew my mind, because I'm like, what? Wait, another thing? What's up with this woman? <laughs> you know, what's going on? <laughs> another thing we have in common. And I wanted to share with our Tarot Guild listeners, especially your description of the Queen of Pentacles, because I just love it so much. And you talk about the Queen of Pentacles and, you know, wanting to activate the the resonance articulated, articulated within the description of the queen. And the queen of pentacles mm-hmm. you describe, you say she is grounded and has arrived at her destination after traveling far and wide upon many roads, both up and down. She has reached a place to rest and replenish. Her harvest is ready and she's now experiencing the collective results of her effort. Sitting upon a throne, she surveys the land in which she now rules, having reached her goals. The contentment felt within her radiates out in waves of gratitude. She can smell the earthy sweetness and flowers of the air. She can breathe in the pure air. And you just go on and on, and you write mm-hmm. about it so beautifully. And oh, I, I'm like, Whoa, 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 whoa. And the, also this idea of water and emotion. You know, you make that connection. That's kind of a classical connection as well. And especially in tarot, we connect the suit of cups, the water suit, with the element of water and with our emotions. So mm-hmm. for my tarot people out there listening, you know, this has your vibe too. This has your vibe. <laughs> and, you know, there, there's so much, you know, more to this book, too. Um, you know, it's not like somebody just wrote a book to describe, like, a technique so that you'll take their course kind of thing, right? You know, there's mm-hmm. so much great information. Um, you do get into alchemy. You talk about the platonic solids and their alchemical power. You talk about bio water. There's a... There's a lot of research that went into this. You're not just, you know, some new age wacky. I think a lot of us into crystals, I I often feel like, okay, I have a feeling I know how they're hearing me, (laughs) but I'm going to go there anyway. But yeah, I love that. Well, I am a a wacky chick, Um, but, you know, I am also (laughs) very scientific so I get yeah. so the way I roll is I have a download and I'll go but how how is that possible and I will magnetize right. the answers via uh, information that's already been studied um, and and that just helps me to make sense of how on earth this could be possible um, and yeah I mean it's just a blessing that I'm balanced in that way I'm I'm a three times Pisces so I'm very very watery but. Um, you know, I'm also grounded because, thank God, I think it's my tor- my the um, Saturn is is Taurus. So I'm very I can actually roll up my sleeves and, and cross the finish line and get things done, or else I'd just probably be off in La La Land. But yeah, I'm super strange, super out there, New Agey, and then at the <laughs> same time, I bring balance in with the scientific aspect of how how does this work for those people who need to get their mind around it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I'm a three-time Scorpio. 
So I'm like the other one. Oh, yay. Another another water. (laughs) You know, but my, but my Venus is in Libra. So I, that's where my balance Mm. comes from. You know, um, what is it that you think is probably, if anybody, if they take nothing else away from the show today, what is the one thing that you want people to think of when they, you know, maybe they live next to a body of water. Maybe they're drinking water. You talked about how messed up our water is. Mm-hmm. What can they do yeah. right now today I mean, to in response to that? Yeah, I mean, there there's so many things that come to mind, but um, really it's about, being a conscious creator because you're creating anyway. You might as well create consciously. The, the issue being um, we only think with 10% of our brain. So 90% mm. of our day-to-day is on autopilot. It's based on past patterns. These are passed down hereditary, you know, epigenetics, past lives, uh, past traumas. And, and that's really what the memory is. is. It's, a, it's a logging, and it goes into our subconscious, and it, it's helpful. It alerts us. You know, it keeps us. We don't have to remember how to uh, make a cup of coffee every morning. You know, so defaults are good, but they're running at 90%, and we, don't, we aren't aware of this. And even the, you know, people who are all into mind, mindfulness, which is amazing, being in the now, even if you're doing a good job of that, you're still hitting maybe – 20%, which would be epic. Um, but so, so largely we are patterned-based beings. And so um, we've got to address our subconscious. And this is the missing link with manifestation as well, is people can be 100% on board with where they, they want to go and only be um, 20% on board because the 80%, the, you know, even if they're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm absolutely going after it. If they don't get their subconscious rewired, it's not going to happen. It's called cybernetics. They're going to go right back to the same old pattern. You have to lovingly integrate and transmute. And the best way to do that is through water because you are 99% water and your water is holding up every single part of your biology. And the other exciting thing that I love about this is it's also holding up your DNA. When we think of DNA, we just think of you know, the shape and the formation and the physical of it. But what's surrounding that? It's water. And so when you can actually work with that cohesion around your DNA, uh, you can really reach new heights. I uh, have a free pineal gland activation at waterbendingrocks.com as well. Halfway down the page, you can play that and plump up your pineal gland because that too is surrounded by water. And so water is a liquid crystalline supercomputer, and it's programmable. And so literally you can get all of you on board with all of you, which makes the difference. And so that's what I would say is don't forget about your 90% subconscious. If you're 10% on board, I'm sorry, if you're 100% on board, that's 10%. You, you know, you, you really mm. got to address yeah. the default pattern. Yeah, yeah. Subconscious is where it's at if you want to make progress. What we haven't talked about is the is the clear quartz aspect of this. The water bending mm-hmm. rocks are, are made made of clear quartz. Um, they're programmable. 
And so I yep. am programming them through the use of your codes, right, is one way. Yeah. So, um, yep, there's, yep, that's one way. And so he, uh, yeah, I, so I'll just I talk wanted, about it. Yeah, can you just tell us? You you'll tell it better than you I could do. Ask oh, yeah. So I just uh, wanted to to let people know how we use crystals in, in this water bending. Yeah, absolutely. So there's three ways that I teach you how to use the water bending rock, which again is a tiny little sphere, and you place it under your tongue. Um, and there's two ways to, to use that mechanism. Uh, one is is just like I was doing in as a Muin in Lumiria, scanning in your bio needs. And this happens automatically. And it's also not news because people can put actual uh, seeds they plant under their tongue and then plant that seed. And that plant will actually um, give you what you need. Let's say you have a magnesium deficiency. It's going to pull magnesium in based on that request. This is a proven thing. It's really, it's just fascinating. Um, and so your body will speak through your saliva to the, the water bending rock. And so I teach you in the book about um, bio water and your dosha, your tri-energies. And, and so this approach of scanning, I teach you, uh, you don't have to know what you're doing. And I think that's awesome for us because a lot of yeah. times we like to think, if I don't understand it, then I'm doing it wrong or I can't do it. You just scan. Mm. You scan, you let your body do the talking, and it's going to tell the crystal what you need. Now, you put the crystal in water, it's going to, structured water, it's going to pull through the ether connected to all the resonance you seek based on that because there's a wormhole at the, the center of every water molecule. So your crystal's pretty much communicating that for you. Uh, that's one way, scanning in your, your bio water needs. The second way is, is scanning in the wish fulfilled. You mentioned um, Neville Goddard and Napoleon Hill and all these um, yeah. manifestation gurus. But, you know, this is an ancient shaman hack before before they even talked about it. And that is oh, yeah. if you want something, be it, right? Be it to see it. Yeah. And it's true. You have to become that. And if you want it to rain, you don't say, uh, I hope it rains. Where's the rain? We really could use some rain, some rain because you're really yeah. actually affirming there's no rain. It's dry. Yeah. So instead, you go into... This future memory, this is why it's so exciting for me because water is memory, but it can work from the future backwards because it's in the other realm. It's, it's attached to timelessness where you have all, all the things you desire already. It's a done deal. And so if you can have a memory of your future and feel emotional about that, you're, you're a match. That's the hack. And wow. so I teach you also to put it under your tongue and scan the wish fulfilled, and really get emotional about whatever it is, your desire, you desire as if it is so. And this is what I did when I was scanning in for my soulmate. I was imagining him, his arms around me. He was kissing my neck. I could smell his cologne, you know, and I was like, oh, he's so wonderful. And, and I was getting very emotional about him and about how we responded to each other and, and how um, we were just very balanced on our own. But when we come together, even better and just all these wonderful things, and I was really visualizing it as if it was actually happening. And then I put the water bending rock in the water and let it do its thing, and the next day I drank the water, and my vibration was that, as if it is so. Wow. And what happened was I met him within 24 hours. <laughs> so, wow. you know, this is pretty speedy fast. Um, and, you know, 
again, that's just one example, but it's a tool for that. Um, and then the third way is if you're like, you know, I just, I can't visualize anything. You know, I, I, I hear this a lot. People say, well, I, I'm just not good at visioning or imagining or, and that's okay. Sure. Uh, there's a code for that. That's why I love you say there's a crystal for that. There's a code for anything there's that's code already for that. resonating. Exactly. Uh, there's there's a code that's already resonating. There's a thing in the universe that already is resonating uh, with the information, the superpower, if you if you will, uh, for what you need to become a match. So you can literally just pull a code out of my book. Um, you can find the codes at anahatacodes.com and scan it in. You just it's like a barcode. You literally take the quartz crystal and you scan it over the code. It takes that code, pulls through the wormhole, the, the totality of the essence of that thing, and you drop it in the water. So, you know, um, I put that in the book because I really wanted you guys to feel the queen of pentacles and then be able to scan that in as, as if um, it is so because that's sovereignty. That is arriving. That is you've arrived, and it is. And so it is. And so it's just a beautiful code. But there are thousands of codes in my uh, other book, Anahata Codes. Wow. And we have a question from the chat room. It's kind of interesting. This comes from Jason. He says, when I wake up in the morning and drink water, the water sometimes tells me what I should eat for the day. Holly, do you think there is a reason for that? Um, I think your body is speaking to you continually if we can listen. And so he's basically, and I agree with you, uh, I 100% think that that is not only possible, I think that's how it works. We just don't listen. <laughs> but he's tapped mm. into listening, which is great. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, our bodies are speaking to us all the time, and we are 99% water. So if, you, if you're drinking water and you're opening up that channel of communication through hydration, um, mind you, you must have some pretty good water because most of our water is dead and it's not, it's definitely not um, optimized energetically, but just the thought yeah. as a co-creator, as a creator, as a conscious, as consciousness, um, that that is what's happening. You make it so it, it the water is yeah. doing that for you. So you're, you're, he's kind of, um, you know, jumping the, he's just jumping straight into the technology that water holds energy and information and it can absolutely do that for you. Um, and more. Yeah, he might he might have better water than than we do here. He lives in Spain, so I wonder mm-hmm. if it's a, if it is better water. You know, now you got well, me thinking any, about any well, how good is my water? Through, yeah, well, running water, flowing water off a of spring is the best, obviously. But we, yeah, we don't have his, that his anywhere comes in down, the world. Yeah, his comes down from the mountains in in Spain. Oh, so the okay. Pyrenees, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, anytime mm. it goes through a pipe and those 90-degree turns and all the chemicals they use to clean it and <sighs> pump it back in, do we? It's just. Do we even want to know? <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? no, it's just awful. I think we probably not. Well, oh my gosh. Well, um, again, the web. Well, um, the the seas, the oceans, the uh, the Mother Gaia is. Um, cleansing continually our memory layers um, so that we don't um, have PTSD because the salt takes that out. Salt strips it of the memory. Yeah. So essentially it's a really good good thing that, that that's occurring, but still, um, yeah, the water we drink isn't that good for us. Yeah, you know, and speaking of Gaia, 
you say a really wonderful thing about our Mother Earth, and you say that we are the thinking aspect of Gaia, we that are. we can yeah, create systems of structure, exactly. and that we're like, we're like the neurons the of neurons. the planet, and we I are. love that yeah. so much, you know, and I think if yeah. we really, the more the people can spread that message as well, the more maybe this... <laughs> That we can help restore. We could transform the entire planet if we could all remember that we get what we think about and that we create based on our thoughts and the emotional responses. And if we could all get on the same page, we could usher in a whole new world quantumly. Like in one moment, it could all transform. Um, and right now we're being um, dumbed down, you know, uh, controlled by fear, told, you know, not to go within, not to, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's you know a continual um, sort of I don't want to say battle, but there's a you know fear or love, fear or love, and love is um, structured. It is um, that is so it's so great too that water responds to love and high vibration with divine symmetry, with sacred geometry, and if you expose yeah. water to fear and uh, anger and and any sort of dense uh, energy, it actually separates and becomes this ugly-looking blob. And, of course, yeah. energy and information is it not going to flow on a grid like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's so we yeah. are so blessed that that um, the highest expression of the world is love and that um, when we sanctify our water with love, we basically get it back online so that it can pull through those wormholes in a structured way. Um, I think that's probably why they say God is love, you know, in the Bible, because it's the highest form. Uh, it's the most um, intricate. It's the most intelligent. And um, we can structure our water that way, and it, it really does then hold anything we, we desire once you sanctify it. I love that. And I love your book, and I love you, and I'm so happy <laughs> that you – could join us today and, and share oh, your, you so much, your wisdom. We are birds of a feather, and I just, I'm just i so thrilled now to call you friend, and, and um, boy, it's just been a blast. I'm so excited um, to support you and all the good things you're up to uh, and, and everyone else listening. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. And again, everybody, the website to go to is waterbendingrocks.com, and the book to read is Light Memory, an Alchemist Guide to Waterbending. Thank you so much, Holly Hallowell, for joining us. And we're going to keep in touch, okay? You're going to have Absolutely. to come back. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, for sure. Thank you so All much. All right. Thanks. Have a great one. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Well, we are a little bit past the half of the hour here or whatever we call it, the top of the hour, (laughs) the top of the bottom. (laughs) Halfway through the show, it's time to tell everybody what's coming up on the Psychic Talk Radio Network. And then after that, we're going to discuss our crystal guest of the 
month here and also take your calls. So next up on the Psychic Talk Radio Network, our next show is Monday, February 7th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's the Wisdom of the Soul show with your host, Janice Fuchs. And that is going to be followed by our show next Saturday, February 12th. 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, our CEO of the Tarot Guild, Dax Carlisle, and myself as host of the Tarot Today radio show. It's going to be really great. We're going to have a fantastic guest on our show, uh, Daniel Loeb. And he's going to be talking about his fascinating new tarot deck, the Rotamundi Tarot, the Rosicrucian Arcanum. So that's going to be interesting to get into. And more alchemy. Alchemy is the thing now. Um, it's the year or the time period, I think, for us to uh, go back and, and examine it again. And then that's going to be followed by our show on Sunday, February 13th. It is the Magic Universe show with your host, Sharona Rapsick, and she's going to be having a super uber special guest, our very own Dax Carlisle, numerologist and tarot master, and they're going to be talking about the lover's card and the number six. It's the world year number six, plus they will be taking your calls for free tarot readings and open lines. It's going to be a lot of fun, and that is what is coming up on the Psychic Talk radio network this week okay so let's talk just a little bit about our featured stone of the month clear quartz and a lot of you might be thinking oh well i know all about clear quartz what's there left to say about clear quartz there's a lot left to say about clear quartz it is almost like you know how in numerology you have the master numbers? Clear quartz to me is the master crystal. If nothing else, if you have no other crystal in your life, which would be a very sad uh, concept to me, you have to at least have some clear quartz. In fact, you already have clear quartz. You already have quartz in your life, let's say. you If you have electronics, if you have a watch, There's clear quartz everywhere. Quartz has been utilized in so many different ways for such a very, very long time. You wouldn't believe how long, but we'll get into that. So what are the basics? Well, usually it doesn't have any color to it, right? It's clear quartz. Um, It's about a seven on the Mohs hardness scale. Not really has any cleavage. Generally, if it has streaks, they're kind of colorless. Um, the fracture is conchoidal, kind of brittle, um, and doesn't fluoresce like some of our rocks. It is transparent and composed of silicon dioxide and oxygen. And it's one of the most abundant minerals found nearly everywhere on Earth's surface. And it's, again, composed of the two most common elements on the Earth's crust, silica and oxygen. Um, Sometimes you see really big pieces when it's formed in an open space. Quartz grows to gigantic 
amazing crystals if you've ever seen pictures of the crystal caves that have been found. Um, and, you know, quartz does all kinds of really amazing things, right? Um, one of the things that it does is help to form other stones. So when you look at um, petrified wood, right, the quartz basically replaces the cell structure of the wood to form petrified wood. And it also can fill in the spaces between asbestos fibers to create tiger eye. Um, pure quartz, often also known as rock crystal, is colorless. And we have different varieties of quartz. Smoky quartz is one that you may be familiar with. It's got that golden to brown gray kind of color and um they think that that's possibly that color comes from irradiation um treen is another form of quartz that's the yellow one usually colored by iron uh, there's rose quartz there's amethyst there's all kinds of quartz but clear quartz especially very accessible, can found all over the earth, not that expensive. Sure, if you buy a big, gigantic piece, it's going to cost you a few bucks, right? But you can get little tumbled pieces or little raw pieces. What I like is like the little needle quartzes, um, you know, really thin um, needle-shaped pieces. Uh, tumbled stones are great. You always want to have a, a nice amount of clear quartz around if you're doing um, any sort of crystal grid work because it amplifies. So say you're doing a grid for healing and you're using, you know, you're called to use certain stones. Maybe you want to use, uh, maybe you're healing the emotions and you want to use rose quartz or something. Don't just make your grid just with rose quartz. Put clear quartz in between and around it. it it's really touching and connecting the the grid structure because that's going to amplify the other stones that you are using. And Holly and I were talking about clear quartz being programmable. You know, it it, it a lot of a lot of stones that contain quartz in them are still programmable, but there's nothing um as direct uh, for taking any programming you want to put into it or intention with your intention, um, than clear quartz because it's a channel. You can think of it that way as well. And you can also use it for channeling work too. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about um, what makes it so, so amazing, so important. You know, um, there are so many beliefs connected to quartz, um, you know, and its use as a communications device or as an object which enhances our visions or brings visions to us. Um, so if you're working on visualization or struggling about it, is struggling to visualize things or you, you're working on um, channeling or connecting with your spirit guides or meditation and you want to, you know, have some help with that, clear quartz is a great stone to be working with to help you with those things. You know, it was discovered to be piezoelectric in 1921. And what that means, we hear that term thrown around a lot in our crystal community. And not everybody knows exactly what it means or people just kind of take a guess at it. I've seen some wild descriptions for it. But on the basic level, what it means is it will generate an electric 
charge. Okay, so they've done a lot of scientific experiments with this. You know, a plate of quartz cut parallel to the direction of its prism, um, the prism faces that you see, produces a charge when it's stressed. So it's like when they put pressure on it, they see this electrical charge that can be measured. Also, um, it can be it can vibrate when it electrical current is introduced to it and that's actually introducing an electric current to clear quartz has actually been used to stabilize the frequency of radio transmissions we're on the radio right now (laughs) so of course we're you know talking about clear quartz um and they've done all kinds of wild things, you know, alternating currents um, used, you know, with quartz slices, you know, oscillates dimensionally. Um, there's all kinds of really interesting things about that because they've been able to work with it enough. I, you know, experiment, sure, but kind of they're testing their theories and they've been able to kind of control radio frequencies um, using that alternating, uh, well, using the oscillation that's generated by the alternating current. So that is some kind of wild stuff. Quartz is also pyroelectric and can generate a charge when it's heated or rubbed vigorously. So it's not just a stone sitting there. It's got all kinds of abilities just naturally. Um, you know, the magical powers of quartz have been record, recorded since the, gosh, you know, the very earliest, earliest times. Uh, large crystals of clear quartz um, were found in the 8,000-year-old Egyptian temple of Hathor. And it's just been ubiquitous in every, you know, held in reference in every ancient culture you can think of. You know, whether it's the Greeks, um, you know, there's this interesting thing about the the Greek priest, uh, Onomacritus, who was the founder of the Hellenic Mysteries. And he gave the following advice in the 5th century B.C. regarding clear quartz. He says, whoso goes into the temple with this in his hand, the clear quartz, may be quite sure of having his prayer granted as the gods cannot withstand its power. They can't turn it down. They can't turn down your prayer if you have a clear quartz in hand. So that's another way, very, very, very ancient way of programming your clear quartz and working with it. Hold it in your hand. Maybe take it to church or whatever you consider your temple, okay? It doesn't have to be, you know, Hathor. It can be whatever you consider your, um, you know, however you relate to the idea of deity. If you're going to pray for something or you're going to ask for a blessing or you want to bless something else or someone else that's sending or receiving, put that intention through your clear courts, program it with that. I mean, yeah, we've been doing this for a really, really long time, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. You know, we hold these ideas of these ancient mystery schools in such high regard, right? And guess what? They were working with clear courts. <laughs> and guess what? You have clear courts too. 
you you can get it. It's everywhere. It's available to you. So just something to keep in mind. Now, where does the word come from? The word quartz is an old German mining term. Nobody really knows exactly the exact origin of it. But that word quartz itself has been in general use since the 16th century. It also has the term rock crystal. It was known to the Greeks as crystallos, meaning clear ice. And they thought that clear quartz was ice that had been petrified and was held in a permanent solid state. And they continued to believe that. For centuries, because it was even recorded in the 11th century in the book of various acts by Theophilus. And he said, crystal, which is water hardened into ice, and ice of great age is hardened into stone. Um, You know, and so our term today, crystal, actually comes from that Greek root, or crystallis. And, you know... We don't use it just for clear quartz. We use it for a lot of different types of stone. But the ancient Romans also connected um, colorless clear quartz with ice. Pliny the Elder, our favorite, uh, related the story that it was once congealed water found in dark mountain caverns under extremely cold conditions. Um, Even crystal balls were often held in the hand due to the effects of summer heat. And the Romans used quartz crystals for glandular swelling to reduce fevers and to relieve pain. The first century mystic Apollonius of Tiana uh, used quartz to transport himself. I know he, he's a he's an interesting guy uh, to read about. Uh, Apollonius of Tiana. Um, there's a you know the there's some really interesting examples because we are talking about the the first century, so it kind of also ties in to another uh, guy who did miracles and was walking around then, right? <laughs> and, you know, it was said that he actually dematerialized and materialized in the, in the presence of Caesar uh, Domitian, um, and then he used the clear course to disappear and reappear here at the foot of Mount Vesuvius and the Renaissance Viennese scientist Pribyl um, claimed to have recreated that same feat that Apollonius did uh, through extensive experimentation. He stated that the secret lay in the cut um, first exposed to the tropical sun then held in the mouth and accompanied by the proper incantation. I could go on and on and on about clear quartz throughout history and everything else. I chose those particular little tidbits of trivia because I'm sure you are sitting there listening to this reeling in your chairs right now, right? What Holly Hollowell was talking about earlier today, about the connection with water, even about putting it in your mouth, she's recovered She's recovered some, you you know, from Lemuria, right? First for her through that past life recall. But we're talking about the ancients throughout history, throughout time and 
through different cultures, kind of the same thing and continuing through centuries to do it. Now, somewhere along the way, there was a disconnect, obviously, with our modern lives and everything, but I find it endlessly fascinating uh, that what she was talking about is not that far off track at all. It's exactly right on point. And this is ancient wisdom recovered, as far as I'm concerned. So that's something to think about, you know, something to think about, something to scan yourself about. You know, she talked about scanning. You know, and, then, and another thing that I that I wanted to say about this is that a lot of these ideas of, um, you know, the 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 energy um, workers out there, you know, and I'm one of them too. Think of all the different ways that we work with water and that we work with crystals already. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things we elixirs are are a big um, part of you know the the world of of crystal healing and just working with crystals. And essentially, that's how I look at her water bending technique as aspects of that is being like making an elixir. Um, we're used to doing that with all different kinds of crystals. Now, granted, you know, a lot of us use the indirect method and we don't put it directly in the water, but within a vessel within that, so there's not direct contact. And that's really important when it comes to what, different stones that you want to work with, right? You know, you do, you do not want to make a, an elixir you're going to drink out of malachite, right? It has to it has toxic properties in it, right? The same with selenite, you know, those little... It can flake off in the water. It dissolves in water, you know. Um, but, you know, I just love how it all ties in together with ancient wisdom, with what crystal healers are doing today. What we do as Reiki practitioners out there, too, you know, and even color therapy. How many times have you, you know, thought of, or maybe you've done it yourself, of taking uh, a particular color that has a certain meaning to you? Um, maybe you take the color pink, you know, and, and you think of the heart chakra, and you think of love, and you want more love in your life, or you want to, see, you know, get that loving feeling. And you might take a colored piece of paper or a pretty uh, print off something that has a pretty pink color to it or a placemat or something, and you set your glass of water on top of it so you can so it can absorb the energy of that color. It, it's that sense of um, now I want to say it's very similar to sympathetic magic, right? So I think we've had a lot, a lot of of things to think about today when it comes to water bending, uh, when it comes to clear quartz, when it comes to alchemy, when it comes to all the different things that we can do to enhance and to heal our lives and ourselves. And so, you know, I hope that I've given you all a lot of food for thought today. And I'm looking in the chat room here to see what is going on with everybody. 
Da, da, da. We have a whole bunch of people in the chat room. Just want to see. Oh, what do you love most about water? Oh, and Jason says he's very grateful for fresh water. A lot of people can't have fresh water. It's very sad. It is sad. It is sad. But, you know, remember what Holly talked about as we're we're the neurons of the planet, you know. We're the thinking part of, of Gaia, of, uh, of our Mother Earth. And so instead of, you know, with that in mind, you know, instead of thinking like a lot of people can't have fresh water, it's very sad, get into that wish-fulfilled thing that Holly was talking about. Get into that idea of like seeing and feeling and feeling so happy and joyful about the idea that they can have fresh water, that instead of it being very sad, let it be very happy. Get into that feeling. Put it out there. Put it out there. The more of us that can move into that space of getting away from the sense of lack and the sadness and the, you know, the inequality, right? Because really what you're talking about, a lot of people not having uh, fresh water and a sense, you know, it really ties into the idea of inequality too. So instead of concentrating on that and bringing us down into that, you know, feeling of sadness about it and what's missing, move out of that space, move your heart and your feelings and your mind into the space of they can. They can have access. We can have fresh water. We can rejuvenate the planet. We can bring it all back. We can bring it all back and not even so much bring it back, but take it to the next level. Do you hope that, that what Holly was talking about with the idea of so, but this is a time when so much more is going to be coming in when it comes to what we discover and we learn and the information about water and how it works and everything. I hope that that does happen and I hope that we all benefit from it and Today, I'm going to start believing that it's true. I'm going to start putting my feelings and my thoughts in that place where, yes, we can have that. Everybody can have that. So that, I'm going to leave you folks with that today. As our final note, I want to thank you all so very much for joining me today and listening in and for those who joined us in the chat room big thanks to you for keeping the conversation going and for those that listen later to the replay thank you for tuning in as well all right everybody have a wonderful wonderful week bye-bye everybody Thank you.